everybody, and welcome back to Technical Difficulties, the podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and today I have my good friend, Tony, here. He is an improv actor. He's also a filmmaker, animator, jack of all trades. Tony, I'm very glad to have you on the show today. Happy to be here. And uh, But yeah, if you want to you know, basically tell our audience a bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Oh, let's see. Like, okay, a little bit about me. My name is uh, Tony Francisco. Dustin is uh, accurate. I am a uh, improv actor. Improv uh, actor. I've been doing improv for about ten years. Um, uh, I think I could be wrong. I haven't heard back from him in a while. I'm currently part of two improv groups. Uh, the the RPG Random Fanatic Gestures. Uh, I met that. I'm that group was formed uh, back at McCall College at Macomb Community College. Yeah, like uh, that place. Uh, the, my, my friend Ryan formed a group, and he was like, "Tony, want to be an want to be an actor?" I was like, "Wait, what?" So you had never before that you had never acted or anything like um, that. Um, no, not at all. Okay. Like, let's see. My only temp of acting was some talent show that was pretty crappy back in high school. Do you remember what what was in the talent show or what you did in the show? I attempted to do uh, stand up, and it went dramatically horrible i do is there footage of this oh no definitely not no <laughs> I, I literally um it was totally like last minute of like hey mom i picked me up in a few hours i'm staying at the school okay that sort okay. of thing it was totally last minute and i was just chilling her doing crappy jokes from a horrible comedian and probably just scarfing candy bars from the vending machine i mean that sounds like a nice time so, it was it was pretty fun and plus because of my other extra clipping at curriculum I can't even pronounce it curric curriculum something like that yeah <laughs> but anywho like uh, but yeah anyways uh, up until the, uh, up until college I'd never done improv or comedy before I've always wanted to do uh, comedy because I just like making making people laugh it's fun as hell um, let's see. I am a very, very, very rookie-ish rookie animator. <laughs> Let's see. I am trying because I was told like um, I think I study three D animation in uh, also McCall Community College, and I am also trying to pursue a job in that because uh, it is also a form of art. And I've been told to apply a little bit of your essence or whatever my teacher said, like your own talents, like uh, something that represents you, I guess. I was t I, I'm known for being silly and goofy. I was like, okay, be comedic animator. That sounds fun as hell. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I would say also with, um, I mean, granted, I don't know. I, I know very little about like the animation industry. I'm st I still don't know very much, so don't worry. <laughs> but um, if you were to do that and just make your own animations, um, you know, your cartoons or whatnot, and make them comedic and do the voices like you can pretty much just just do it all yeah i've seen some certain tv shows where there are phenomenally uh, original comedic i love the i i was i've always believed that certain styles is what we can stand out because um you know if you know family guy known for their style the simpsons of course they're known for that style uh, I recently been watching the, uh, this one show on HBO Max called uh, what's it called? Oh yeah, Life of Types of Tim and Ten Year Old Tom. You heard of those? Uh, I have not. Um, my buddy first told me about that when uh, 
it was like a month back, whatever. I'm like, wait a minute, is this whole movies? Because when I first saw it, it gave me a whole movies vibe from uh, Adult Swim. That's kind of why. Okay. But it's very original, very adult like, and something you would not expect. Okay. So, with that being said, when you when it comes down to like each show that you described, you know, Family Guy, Simpsons, home movies, you know, each each show has its own unique style right. and tone. So as far as that goes, with your animations, what what would you say your style is? Let's see, what would my style be? Well, unfortunately, I haven't gotten a chance to develop that just yet because, um, well, 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 not to sound like an excuse, but you know, work's been kicking my ass pretty recently. Yeah, well, you you have to get up at the butt crack of dawn, but, so. Uh, you oh, at, oh, like before the butt crack, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, Tony, you gotta step up. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not wrong. I gotta step up. I mean, I to, I've been telling myself I need more discipline to actually get stuff done, but at the same time, I need rest because I don't want to lose my hand from the machines at my work. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, pardon me if I haven't asked this before, but what type of, what type of work do you do, like, at your job? Oh, it, it's a stampy plant. Uh, I just, uh, make parts, press buttons, and you heard a dog, dog. Doug, making uh, weird parts, uh, feeding it uh, steel sheets, some call it, but it's really uh, coil. My dad calls it a lot differently because um, because my dad he's uh, he grew up with uh, he grew up in the shops and in the uh, industrial industry for a long time, so he knows a lot of parts. Granted, that's kind of why he's like a master mechanic. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah he he's he knows what he's doing. He's like, Donnie, do you do, do, do you guys use two by fours? I'm like, no, Dad, we use steel pillars. Okay, so um, did your dad also work for the same company? Is that how you got him? Oh no, uh, he's uh, he works at General Motors. Um, let's see, he says he's a tool maker. I'm like, okay, so okay, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Long story short, like he's been there for like 35 years, I think. He's really good at his job. Um, let's see. Was it like uh, my company, the Motor City Stampin'? I make parts for his company and other companies as well. Oh, okay. So it's been pretty crazy. A lot of factories, a lot of orders. So you could tell him, like, hey, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have a job. No. That's one way. Not, saying not really, but. That's one way of saying it. And <laughs> like it. I was over prepared for the weather today. Yeah, today's been crazy. Uh, we're in, because um, we have some listeners who are not in Michigan. Um, I'm curious who, you know, the people that do find this show, like where everyone is from. But if you don't live in Michigan, today has just been uh, just kind of kind of weird. Like it started out as it's in the, it was in the 50s and it felt really nice. I went for a run this morning and I was feeling good. And then it just became windy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And we, Amanda and I, we went shopping and... It just felt like every time we stepped out of the car, we're just being like attacked by the wind. It's been crazy. Uh, well, I got home this morning from uh, earlier from work. Uh, I take my dog to the uh, playground because it's a lot more fun than a walk. And plus, he's a chubby little guy. He needs to lose some weight. So you guys were outside today? Uh, me and my dog, yeah. Oh, God. You still have your dog? Oh, but yeah, of course. Okay. I was hoping he didn't, he didn't get blown away. I, he almost did, actually. It was kind of scary. Like, um, you know some playgrounds that had that little uh, plastic rocky mountain thingy? Uh, usually this is routine. Like, when we go there, he climbs the thing to work up a lot of water. 
Uh, as he was climbing, climbing up, uh, the wind blew and uh, he got pushed to the side. Oh, but oh, shit. Oh, no. It was good. No, he's okay. He's okay. okay. He's okay, of course. Don't worry, but uh, still, it was, it was a scary as hell. Hey, I think that would be um, a good segue because Boomer actually was just recently in a film of yours. And not only was he in the film, but he won the award. He that, won an award. That's right. Um, I was trying to figure the best way to brought this up. Yeah, I recently uh, competed in the uh, horror film that, and it was awesome. And I was really happy that it still kept going after the COVID, really. I was really happy. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, what Tony's talking about is the horror film roulette competition. So it's a local Metro Detroit uh, film competition. And basically every year, um, a, lot of pe- a lot of teams compete. And you basically just go, you spin a wheel, you get a... Certain genre. Yeah, like a, basically a subgenre of horror. So it could be sci-fi, it could be slasher, zombie, and I'm not going to name them all. <laughs> oh, I'm going to for you. Uh, but I appreciate it. But basically, you get the genre, then you have two weeks to make a film, and then they do a showcase at this movie theater down the street. So, anyways, that's the competition that you did this year, or it, this October. It was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. At first, I thought COVID actually killed away for good. I was really sad. I was like, yes! But I heard they were uh, brought back up. I got really happy. Uh, but anyways, yeah, like, um, this year, I was given four weeks. And because I was uh, helping a fr- helping a buddy out for a little while with a certain project, I got a little preoccupied. And obviously, one day on a Saturday, uh, you helped me come by and film the footage in like, five hours, which was really impressive. Because uh, I did one of your movies, and it was like from three to midnight on one night for one of your movies. Yeah, it uh, time uh, filmmaking can be very time consuming right, and I very uh, very tedious. But um, yeah, we we knocked it out. Like like you mentioned, we we shot the whole thing. Like you didn't have a script or anything, but you you had like a like a. I'm not trying to imply you're like not prepared or anything, but like oh no, it was oh no, you could you could say it. It was horribly unprepared. No, you had um you had a good outline, and for me speaking from like I I used to shoot crappy home videos like with my grandpa's camcorder, you know, back in the day. Still awesome. Still awesome though. Well, um, what I was getting at is like when you when you go when you get to like where I'm at where I am now, where if you want a film and you want to like do you know you got like a vision, you want to like do it and everything, you got to like plan everything out. I can see that you guys plan everything right to the to the detail. That's all. That, that, that's all I prepare you guys for. You're like, oh my god, schedules and mic booms, cameras, storyboards, uh, schedules when to shoot, when to shoot, and everything. I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah, so we we do we like to be prepared and stuff, but when we shot um, your film, uh, Lost Dog, mm-hmm, um, it took me back to when I used to make films and I because I used to do everything improv. Like I would not have a script or anything; it would just be like an idea, and I'd be like, "Hey, we should like film this," and we literally make up everything on the on the spot. It was it was it was it was, it was like preparish for my movie. Yeah, it was I was preparedish. <laughs> It was, um, but it was cool though, because like you had you had your concept, and it was like from beginning to end, so you like pretty much knew what you were doing. But what I enjoyed was that we were able to pretty much improvise, um, and as we were like there, because we we filmed at a park, so we were able to like think of like different shots, like oh, we could have you like walking over to the the bleachers, right? 
and then have Boomer the dog like come down the the bleachers. Oh, that part that scene was nuts. <laughs> oh, do you wanna um do you wanna talk about like the premise of your film? Oh yeah, I was trying to get yeah, I'm trying to get to that, but I don't want to wander off too far. But no, go right ahead. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, my movie um I was given the slasher genre from the horror Millette. Uh, the first two weeks, I couldn't think of anything. Or not. I couldn't think of anything. But then, uh, some somehow, I gained this idea about, like, hey, what, what, what happens if you find a lost dog? What if the owner actually let the dog out and you bring him home and the owner kills you? That's how I got the idea for Lost Dog, kind of. So you, so you basically, you were trying to come up with this idea for two weeks. Then you get this idea. And then, so when we filmed it, was that, like, at the two-week point? Uh, it was after the two-week point, yeah. Okay. I so could. then you had two weeks to finish finish it all. Right, but um, unfortunately, because of work, I look. I let's see, because of work, uh, I finished it on the final weekend before the submission. I uh, I spent the whole. Let's see, I spent the whole day. Uh, one of those days, it was me get everything cleaned up because of work, and the final day was Sunday. I spent the whole day editing, and I had a hard time at some points. <laughs> No, uh, filmmaking is very, very difficult. Um, editing even more so. But, like, I was, I was just proud that you, you know, you, you had this idea. We shot it, and then, cause I offered to like help edit and stuff, but you didn't, like, you didn't ask for any help. <laughs> I. And, I'm sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say like, um, like you didn't ask for any help. So like, I, I was personally, I was proud that you like, you like took this project head on. You finished it. You finished it on time, and then we got to see it on the big screen, and like I was really happy for I'm, you. I'm really happy everyone loved it. Um, the only thing I should have asked you was how to find certain sound effects, because you know how it went, right? Yeah. So, um, and I mean, like, like you're you're fine. Like honestly, because uh, um, since you've been to the competition, you've seen some of the some of the quality of those films is a bit questionable. Questionable. Ah, uh, let's see. I don't mean to like disrespect the them or anything. I'm sure they're getting other stuff. Some movies were phenomenal. I'm sure some people just want to do their movies just because they didn't care about winning. That's that's cool and everything. Uh, I just uh, their their judgment can be a little questionable, but I'm sure they have some reason why. I guess. Yeah, that that could be a whole separate episode. Getting into that. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> the the judging of this competition, but. Um, with yours, like, you know, the audience seemed to love it, and uh, and Boomer, like, he's just such an adorable dog, and so seeing him and his happy self helping this uh, killer who was played by me, um, that was fun because, so I was the killer in Tony's film, Lost Dog, and I really tried to channel in my inner, like, Michael Myers. Exactly. Um, it, I probably, <laughs> like, maybe thinking on it now, I should have just, like, worn a mask or something. Uh, uh let's see, that, that is a good idea, but both at the same time, uh, that might be a violation of a trademark for, uh, for Myers himself, I guess, but. You're right. But, oh, not like a Michael Myers mask, but, right. like, just a mask, I know but. But you did wore the Halloween mask, and your name was Michael in the movie, so that kind of worked out. <laughs> Oh, well, I wore a, a Halloween shirt, yeah. <laughs> not a mask. Exactly, yeah. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, it, for me it was fun. Like, acting is new to me. Like, I know you've been doing acting for a bit, but I I never really was into acting or, like, I, I didn't think I could act. Lot, that's a, 
you don't know what you can do until you give it a try, is all I can say. But I had to see, I mean, in, a, in, in adult terms, uh, acting is playing, is like uh, being really good at playing pretend. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I got really in the zone, like, because we had the, there's a scene in your film where, um, and this is a, is it okay if I, if this will be a spoiler? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, I mean, we are going to tell people to watch a movie that, anyways, but this, okay. we can't spoil the whole thing, is all. Okay. Well, there's... So, I'm I'm the killer in the movie, and there is a kill scene, and when I was going to, like, do the scene, like, I really just felt like... I don't know, it's kind of, like, creepy. <laughs> like, when you're even just acting and just, like, I'm getting in the mindset of I'm just going to, like, murder the shit out of this person. You're like... So you found my dog. Great job. <laughs> Which is pretty much what happens, but I I don't know. It's like it was like this intense feeling, and and I'm very new to acting. Like um, oh I know, but it's alright. I mean you, know, you did you, you did phenomenal. You did phenomenal. Oh thank you, but I don't know. It's just like I can see why people when they get invested in these roles and like how sometimes the the lines of reality and like their character can get blurred. Uh, see, depends on the character, personality, their trait, their quirk, or whatever, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so, like, being in a very dark character's head, it's, it feels heavy, it feels dark. But the same, I kind of have that same feeling when I play one of your early movies, The, uh, the Hatman. The Hatman, I had a blast doing. Oh, yeah, so we can kind of, uh, we can talk about that, too. So, um... In 2019, so it's the 2019 horror film roulette competition. Yeah, that's it. Um, my film, The Hat Man, which was based, it's based on a real concept of the Hat Man, who is he's like a. It's hard to explain. It's he's a real thing. It's like a shadow person that people see usually when they're young and usually during times of childhood trauma. Right. But in our film, it's you know, a guy in a hat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, so I'm in the film because, like, <laughs> as an independent filmmaker, if I can't find actors, I'll just, you know, I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll just play, play the character. So, you know, it's, you know, my character, but basically is sleeping and then wakes up or they, like, go to bed and then the hat man, who's played by you, uh, basically appears in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us a bit about, how you got into the headspace of this character? Like, how did you prepare for being the Hat Man? Ah, uh, let's see. Even though I know absolutely little about him, uh, all I know is like uh, he uh, he was he's actually real, not Slenderman, but he stalks you in odd places. Um, after a while after the movie, I look in, uh, I got into more of him. Uh, apparently, he's something that he could somehow kill you in your sleep, like uh, sleep apnea or something. I guess. I mean. So there's been, has there been cases or stories where people who have seen him in real life have died? I've um, I don't know about dying, but uh, I did watch a little bit of the documentary about people who would encounter him. Guy, creepy guy, all black, wearing a hat, and he's like. But that sort of thing. But I don't know if they're okay or not. But all I know is like uh, people claim he's real, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> well, the the interesting thing about the Hat Man. So basically, so like I mentioned, like he shows up. He he shows up a lot of times to kids, 
and he they all describe him the same way he's this tall guy he usually wears like a long coat right he's got like a wide-brimmed hat sometimes he has a cane sometimes he doesn't your character had had the coat or i think you had a cape uh the cape the cane and i think the hat you did have that well yeah you had oh, to have the hat no, to be the hat man no hat man <laughs> the anti-hat man oh, um <laughs> but yeah so that's the thing is that so friends of mine have seen him the hat man oh my like people i know have actually seen him and then the more you look into this this hat man people from all over the world have seen him so it's not just like a uh like a creepypasta like you mentioned slender man right this is a real thing that people see this guy and what's creepy is like i don't i don't I, you know i can't explain it i don't know why he appears to people so yeah i don't know why either i mean i mean to be honest i did hope slenderman was real but then i saw he was in the game and after i saw the movie i was like yep he's fake but uh the hat man i'm like i want to see him at the same time i don't want to see him yeah i would not want to see the hat man um there were times as a kid where i would see things standing in like a doorway which would usually just in i feel like it was probably just a trick of the light but um it's it's one of those where it's just so specific and so many people have seen him that it's kind of hard to just explain away right i was gonna say oh yeah like okay. uh, i'm sorry go on well, I was going to say, so, um, so yeah, so you were the hat man, and right. then, um, yeah, so after that, I guess, have you, have you been in anything recently, aside from, like, the, your recent film, The Lost Dog? Um, let's see, not at the moment, not at the moment, uh, I am debating about a couple of ideas I want to do before the, uh, the, before Christmas. I thought of a few ideas what I can do if for next year so home from let's say if I was um, given like slasher or uh, supernatural but first uh, Christmas I thought of a few ideas I want to I want to do for Christmas so what um like projects yeah project like animations wise. or animation wise yeah okay like uh, let's see you know we uh, first off are you a fan of the Grinch am I a fan of the Grinch yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew up, you know, with the car the cartoon and um, the Jim Carrey one. No, so actually, I saw the Jim Carrey one when it came out in theaters, and I I wasn't like a big fan of it. Oh, really? That's yeah, funny. but recently Amanda and I watched it, and I did appreciate it a lot more. Okay, okay, not not first, not to be off topic, but like, uh, but I'll get back to it. But anyways, I'll say this first. Uh, I saw the short film of Lights Out. I loved it. The release the full feature movie lights out i was disappointed okay but uh, that kind of reminded us somehow but anyways back to the grinch <laughs> sorry but anyways oh yeah yeah um, the the whole wasn't didn't the grinch have a cameo in that movie uh and and lights out and lights out nah, i'm just kidding oh uh, that would have been that would have been funny as hell mm. i'd be like uh, the grinch is, is here with the lights out couldn't uh, couldn't find anything, so he went out with a pout. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that was good on the spot. <laughs> uh, damn right, ten years of improv, baby. But anyways, um, my ideas for Christmas projects, if I can get into it, because of you know um, the holidays, uh, working, trying to get crap done, make time for friends and family. Uh, I thought of uh, two ideas at the moment right now. One I want to do, but I don't know if I have if I'll have the time at this point. 
efficiency. It's uh, yeah, it's the limits. I could probably do it if I had a little bit each day for like the remaining three weeks. Yeah, so you've got you've got twenty days left in the year, right? Like, I mean, one idea I want to do is uh, I wanted to do a uh, an animated short film about how uh, the Grinch uh, got his uh, dog Max. Oh, okay. But it would have been a good idea. I thought of some really messed up, uh, totally humor aspects for uh, the Grinch and to add a little bit of uh, lighthearted uh, moments at the end. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, that's that's a cool concept. Did in the uh, Jim Carrey movie, like I said, I haven't seen it many times, but did they show how how he got his dog in that movie? Um, I I'm happy to say I've seen the movie many many times every single year. And let's see, based on my knowledge, no, it did not show how he got his dog. And I don't, I'm surprised no one has, to my knowledge, I'm surprised no one has thought of that or why the dog chose to be with him because he's, you know, he's freaking mean. Yeah, so I think, I think that's a cool idea to explore, like, where the dog came from and, you know, how he, because he's, the Grinch is, uh, he's not like an anim, animal. Like what? What is the Grinch? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, like, um, I mean, obviously he's from he was from Whoville, according to the Jim Carrey movie. But he's green. He's fuzzy, constantly naked, or is he naked? I can't even tell. But anyways, yeah. I mean, the Grinch. Um, ah, uh, wow. I mean, I don't even know what kind of people or animals the people of Whoville are. They just got that weird little nose and fuzzy cheeks. Like hamsters, kind of. Yeah, I always saw that the the people in the town were like just just people. Like mm. the Who's are like just a, a type of, of person. Mm. But I guess I never thought about like what is the Grinch exactly. Ah, uh, wow. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I never thought about that. I mean, he's green, fuzzy. Of course, uh, with certain reasons, he's just mean to be like, nope, go away, please. Oh well, th- that's what I was wondering. Was like, so if he's not an animal or anything, because he has a dog, you know? Right. Because um, some of that stuff gets a little, like, um, in animated shows, like, where it'll be, like, the character is an animal, and then they also have, like, an animal pet. Right. And I'm like, how does that work? It's anime logic. I mean, when doing uh, animation, sometimes you have to be very illogical for this sort of thing. Like, uh, like in some, uh, in some Tom and Jerry cartoons, uh, Tom has a pet dog, and I'm like, Okay. Wait, uh, pardon me. So Tom is Tom. Tom's the cat. Yeah, yeah Tom's right? the cat. And Tom has a pet dog. And and some cartoons I recall, but yeah, it, it that's a sort of aspect for what you're trying to say. So I guess it's really just overthinking it. Like cartoon logic is mm-hmm. not doesn't mm-hmm. follow like our logic. Look, sometimes you gotta be silly and illogical in order to people are like wait wait what that sort of thing. Like uh, from okay. Not to go wander a bit, but uh, also about me, I am a lifelong Ninja Turtles fan. Oh yeah, yeah, because you have um, you've got some memorabilia in your basement, don't you? Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. And like, um, and you're wearing you're wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, I even wore it. I even wore this. It's freaking sweet. I do. It's uh, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael. What, I appreciate your shirt because it's uh, so it's green and it just has the names Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael right. in green. So it's like their names. Like usually you you see them like 
in in their glory but i like that it's i don't know it's more subtle more modern or something i guess but anyways <laughs> uh well, anyways what i'm trying to say is like um okay i, I grew up watching Ninja Turtles. i watch all most of their shows it's silly and awesome at the same time um after looking back recently um the cartoon from the 80s uh tend to be very crude and toilet humoric and some things makes no freaking sense that's why i was like really that's why now up, up, up to this day i think of the most absurd and the most random ideas on earth people are like tony you on drugs or something boy well, I feel like that's how a lot of the a lot of stuff from like the '80s and '90s was. Right. Uh, yeah, just do a crap load of drugs, you'll be famous. I'm like, wow, that would kill me. But just yeah, I, I don't know if it's drugs or like just how they got some of these ideas. The, yeah, the, and then they're just mentally insane in the head. Yeah, I that's why I like revisiting that stuff. Like, I love I love Ninja Turtles. But, I was more I was more into the video games though. But, I never played the video game. That's surprising. I grew up more with the TV shows and the movies. Wait, so you've never played any of the Ninja Turtles games? Uh, let me think. No, let me see. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, not really. All I can say is uh, this one time, my buddy had the remake of the of the Turtles in Time game on his uh, PS4, I think. Did you play that? I did. It was fun as hell. Okay, yeah. Um, but no, I yeah, I grew up with more with the movies and the TV shows, and just recently, for the past couple of years now, I've been getting more involved in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, not a lot of people know this, but Ninja Turtles started as a comic series. But, no, I said, my boys, uh, Eastman and Laren, uh, little like uh, they were uh, just messing around one night, and they came up with the idea. They saw they showed it to the comic shop. They're like, "Wow, this is great! Very unoriginal." I'm like, "What?" And that's how everyone loved it. It's apparently. I have a not the original copy, but like a copy of the first issue was, which is amazing. Really? Like uh, it's not like an actual comic. It's a little booklet that came from the encyclopedia uh, book I got a long time ago. Oh, okay. Like, and I'm also I've ever said I got the book signed by Eastman himself. Really? I met him at a convention in uh, Sterling Heights. Oh, really? Like, when when was this? Uh, 2019, a convention, the uh, Astro uh, AstroCon. Oh, I remembered. I remember when that was happening, and I think you you did mention to me around that time that you were going. I had a blast. Let's see. I met a lot of cool actors there as well. Let's see. I met Eastman. Um, late. so um, for okay. those that don't know, who is who is Eastman? Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Learn are the two creators who made my childhood freaking awesome. The creators of the Ninja Turtles. Okay. They're the reasons why my childhood is awesome. And, and mine too, even though like, what's kind of funny is I, I grew up playing more of the video games and the arcade game. And I, I did watch like some of the movies and the, uh, 90s and in the animated show, but it seems like you, you were more invested in like the show and the, and the comics. Way invested in the show and the comics. Let's see, a little bit in the comics, but still, in, still into the show. So uh, who else did you meet at this, uh, this, what was it called? AstroCon? Oh uh, Yeah. You know, like Astrocon, like sci-fi-ish a theme, I guess. But anyways, let me see who, who I met. Let's see, um, who, did, who was it? Let's see. Uh, what's his name? RJ Mike from Breaking Bad, who played Walt Jr. I met him. Oh, no way. But I met him. Yeah. <laughs> you met Walter Jr.? Yes, yeah, that's it. Like, um, first off, I mean, uh, to clarify, yes, he does have celebrity palsy, but he doesn't, he doesn't, but he exaggerates it in the show, but in, in real life, he controls it really good. Does he love breakfast in real life? But 
I asked him, be like, it'd be like, I do ask him, well, let me guess, people buy you breakfast, he's like, yeah, I get lots of breakfast every single morning and stuff. <laughs> but no, he's a, he's a really nice guy, like, I mean, I could tell, he's pretty chill, um, obviously, I could tell he, uh, he controls his, uh, his, uh, condition really well, he exaggerates the crap out of his, uh, in the show, which done finale well. Uh, what's his name, Blake Richard, or, what's his name, Blake Richard? Who? Um, let's see. Let's see, uh, this guy named Blake Richard, he was in The Devil's Rejects at 31. He played the Blue King from Game of Thrones. I I am drawing a blank. Like, I, because I'm familiar with all of those, but I i can't picture the actor. Uh, let's see, let me see, let me see. Um, I I'm sure it. some people listening know who this is. Like, unless I'm saying his name wrong, like, I met him as well. Um, like, uh, I met, let's see, I was... What else he what else he was in? Um, all I know is that he also played um, a part in that movie uh, Doom with uh, The Rock. Oh, <laughs> uh, the guy with the back hair and the weird teeth. But anyways, like I met him. He's really cool. Right on. Like I met him. I walked up and be like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Good to meet you. Sorry you got killed in, in the TV show." He's like, "Yeah, I'm a bad guy. What can you say?" <laughs> Let's see. I met him. Met him. Uh, who was I? Met? I can't remember now. Uh, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, oh yeah, that one dude. Um, okay, you know that movie, that baseball movie, uh, Rookie of the Year, where mm-hmm. um, a kid broke his arm, and all of a sudden he's a pitching pro, like for baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I met I met him. I forget I forget his name, but like I met him. He looks a lot like how he was when he was young. Really? He's got the face. Yeah, he's got the fountain of youth apparently. I so I didn't see that movie growing up, but like I can just I can picture the cover of the like the video from like way back when. Right. But um, I like he looks he looks familiar. Like him as the kid actor looks familiar. Do you know what else he was in? Uh, he I think he mentioned he was in American Pie two. That's all I can remember really. Oh, that's I, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that. I honestly would have never known it, but I would see. I think that's all I've. Honestly, that's all I remember. Honestly, and of course, I waited in line for uh, having my book signed by Cameron Eastman for four for five hours. Oh my gosh, it was worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, um, so you had you had your Ninja Turtles comic signed from him. Oh uh, my, it's my encyclopedia book. But yeah. Now is it like in it just uh, encyclopedia, or is it like encyclopedia of like comics or something? Uh, it's the encyclopedia of the complete history up until the uh, um, up until the making of the twenty nineteen movie with Megan Fox. So it's a Ninja Turtles encyclopedia. Yeah, pretty much like okay. the history, the drawing, the sketches, the archive, the history, the history behind their studios, image, uh, no, Barrage Studios. See, I don't know. I guess I find it just wild that you being so invested in the series, and I know how much you like video games too, and the Ninja Turtles series, like on the the arcade game and the NES games, Ninja Turtles, and then the Super Nintendo games, they're phenomenal. Oh, see, um, I played the I did play the arcade games before. It is fun. Um, I seen the video with uh, the you know of him, the angry video game nerd. <laughs> Uh, yeah, James Rolfe is my hands down my favorite YouTuber. I can tell. Um, he did uh, the Super Nintendo version, no, the NES version of the Ninja Turtles, and I'm like, oh, wow. God. Have you? So you haven't played it? 
No, and I heard uh, one level in a certain game, it's impossible to beat the water level. Don't even get me started on this level. That, that is accurate. That, that, that confirms that on the, on the, on the, on the underwater level, it's impossible. Well, so to give a little context, so the Ninja Turtles games were known for being beat-em-ups, like side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Right. And the first, so actually the first Ninja Turtles game was an arcade game. And so the first Ninja Turtles game on the NES was not a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, they went in a different route with it, and it's just brutal. It's fucking brutal. Uh, like a platforming kind of, or like a side? It's not platforming like it is. I so, mean, or what is, it called? what is it called? Side-scrolling? Is that what it's called? It's side-scrolling, That's but right. it has these... Um, it's not like open world, but you do kind of roam around like the city, and then you'll go in... Uh, the like, uh, what do you call it? Like the manhole covers into like the sewers, and then it's a side-scrolling right. level. But it's so fucking difficult. And then I think it's the second level or something, but it's underwater. And like I was, I was playing on my. Um, <laughs> I have like an emulator, so like I have the ability to pause and rewind, like whenever, oh like or uh, like quick save. And this underwater level is just so obnoxious, and it's not even. I got past the the water level, so uh, I, I guess to explain it, if, if you haven't seen it, it's so when you're underwater, you you're on a time limit and you have to like flip a bunch of switches, and as you're doing this, you have to go along this. There's like this electric coral, and you have to like if you even touch it just a little bit, you you lose like half your health or, or some oh. bullshit, and so it's like. You basically, you have to have, like, the uh, hand movement of, like, a surgeon. <laughs> and you're under time, and it's just so fucking impossible. That's but, not, that sounds stressful. I mean, impossible for me. It's very stressful. And then, um, but even with the ability to quick save and quick load and everything, because I got past that part, but then I got to this part that I could just not get past. Like, the um, OG NES games are brutal. The gamers of today are soft. Us old gamers are tough. Well, so I mean there has been I like I will say like there has been like there's Cuphead. There's a lot of modern oh, games oh that God. are very brutal and, cha and challenging. Oh my um, god! Don't get me started on Cuphead. <laughs> but I would challenge, um, like you mentioned, this, some of the younger gamers to sit down and pick up Battletoads or like the original Ninja Turtles because those ga those games are just fucking brutal. Oh, the Battletoads, one of the many offerings of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a spinoff. It was kind of like a, because the Ninja Turtles were doing so well, like, you know, different companies were trying to make their own Exa similar... Uh, uh, Street Sharks, uh, Biker Bites from Mars, uh, Battletoads, uh, yeah. extreme, extreme Dinosaurs. Everything was extreme in the 90s. No, uh, dude, because we're from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the era of the extreme. Um, the extreme and everything was very colorful, I remember that. Like, everything had, like, very vibrant oh, very, colors. Very vibrant. But yeah, Battletoads was kind of like uh, it was in that era, and it was in itself a like a. I, I don't know if I would say knockoff. Like the, I mean, the first level in Battletoads, it does start out as a similar style, like a beat 'em up, right. like Ninja Turtles. But then 
Oh my god. I uh last year I got there's on the Xbox 360 or 360. Oh my god, I just aged myself. Xbox One, which is the one that Amanda has. But um nice. it's the rare collection, so it's got like Banjo Kazooie and like a lot of their older games. Oh my god, I love it. And it, it has Battletoads and it has the ability to uh to do like quick save and like rewind and stuff. And even with all of that, with all of that at my fingertips, I could not be fucking Battletoads. It does seem pretty tough. Yeah, Battletoads is just... As I was playing it, it was like the more... And I, I'm sorry for like cursing so much, because like... Oh, <laughs> I was nervous if I could cuss in that, but I was like, no, 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 I'm not my piece and cues. Go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're good. I know, it's just like... Because um, like, when I'm playing these games, like they are like just really that difficult. Like... <laughs> It, it, it makes me, like, just, um, I don't know, I just get, like, very upset because it's, like, who who designed this and thought, like, somebody's going to sit down and, like, have a good time playing this? I think that's the idea for most developers. We're like, okay, we'll see. Is this too hard, too easy? No, let's make it hard as hell. <laughs> they didn't need to. With I, I get with some games because your old games, like, uh, they were, if they didn't make it difficult, you would have beaten it in, like, ten minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you need a challenge. And then sometimes it's just, like, too much of a challenge. And for me, uh, Battletoads and the original Ninja Turtles games on NES and such are... It's just too much of a challenge. Oh, uh, see... I... At the same time, from this from this perspective, if you win, the feeling would be great. But if it's too easy, you wouldn't be like, oh, great, I won. Yeah, great, I'm gonna, gonna do stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I can... Like, I agree with that, because, like, if you, if you could beat those games i'm sure you just have this uh su- such a level of satisfaction oh, go over nine thousand. but with my cheating cheating ass i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't beat it so i didn't have any level of satisfaction you still have it you still had a hard time so that sort of counts yeah i mean like it was it was still fun to go back and like play through but oh yeah that reminds me I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut. I didn't mean to cut. I'm sorry. No, no, no. What uh, reminds you of what? Honestly, I honestly I don't know how I got this idea. Whether I was at work or uh, whether I was um, having a beer with my my family, whatever. But anything. But uh, I did have a small idea for. I did have an idea for what I could do for YouTube, just for giggles, really. Oh, like uh, like what? Um, like um, I when I think about it for a bit, uh, it's I'll be it it'll be. Okay, how do I say this? Uh, um, how do I say this? Okay, like uh, I sort of got the idea from an episode of uh, Dexter's Laboratory where he tries to get certain powers or whatever super superpowers or anything. Uh, I sort I sort of think like, okay, what if I make a community community ground of like how I could get superpowers? How you could get superpowers? Like uh, like you, you you eat an ice cube, all of a sudden you're uh you're you have ice powers like Sub Zero. Or if you eat a candle, you are the Human Torch. <laughs> so this is an animation you want to do? Um, not animated, more like visual effects, kind of. Oh, okay. So like having like so you would have yourself in the shot, and then you would animate like, effects to make yeah, it look like. Be like, hey, okay. Ch- be like, hey, check it out. Give me a hamburger party. I'll fry it in my hand. But, that sounds fun. Ah, uh, let's see. It does sound like fun. Um, one, uh, I question the lighting in my basement, which I don't like to be honest. I don't know why. You see my basement, right? Yeah, I mean, basement lighting is generally not 
<laughs> not the greatest. Honestly, I do have uh, I have the minimal assessment for my equipment and everything. I just don't know where I can shoot or I can just shoot it upstairs, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm always down to help. We just, uh, here in our apartment, we don't really have like a, you know, our space to, to film is pretty limited. So, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't need like a big room, just something simple really, but I know like a green screen or do you green, need like a studio or, uh, a green screen would be phenomenal. Um, a studio would be pretty convenient. Well, I would say with your setup and like in the, your basement and everything, like you could, if you got some, like some good lighting and a green screen, like I'm sure you could, you could do a lot, like, like pull off a lot. Yeah, that's all. If I, if I just get that, then I'll be in my I'll be living in there pretty much. You don't already. What? You don't already live in your basement. Hmm 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 hmm. Uh, COVID has been tough on all of us now. Well, I just meant because um, yeah. your your basement is awesome. Uh, no, I'm very lucky. I love the basement. I'm very lucky. Yeah, you've got you've got like a really nice setup. It's um. It's definitely it definitely has you know like like man cave vibes, but it's like in like a in like a cool way, like because uh, actually, do you wanna maybe you know tell us a bit like about your setup? Because I personally I love the way your basement's set up. Ah, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Just for the record, I don't own it. I wish I do, but no. But anyways, like yeah, like uh, it's my little space. Um, and plus, I'm always busy with my own thing. My parents are busy with their own Like, Tony, what are you doing today? I was like, uh, I'm going to do this thing. Whatever. She's like, okay, have fun. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like, uh, I have, of course, I have the TV, a little stand for all my uh, consoles. I recently uh, bought a, uh, a, a little uh, awesome PC from a buddy of mine. <clears throat> it, was, it was his old one before, but I've seen how it works. Um, great uh, 3D effects. And he's like, Tony, listen, I'll, 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 I'll sell you this. You'll be doing a lot better for yourself. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, I have that. Uh, my desk is a frat boy, a plastic frat boy's table. I'm tr I've been trying to find a new desk. Uh, no dice on that yet. But anyway, see, I have a uh, computer, a little monitor. I'm trying to find a new monitor on that. Uh, my little table with all my Ninja Turtles uh, collection, the piggy banks, the comics, the book, a little bit of the toys, and yeah, even the Beanie Bitty versions of those. Uh, Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there? Uh, let's see. I got two of the four piggy banks, uh, Mikey and Raph. Now, are those, are those, like, like, from when you were younger? Like, um, like, are they, like, from the 90s? I don't know if I, I don't know when they were made or anything, but all I knew is I found them at an antique store one day in Flint. Oh, really? Like, I bought them, I was like, okay, that looks cool. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. Um, let's see. Um, it would be nice if uh, my stuff would be worth billions of dollars one day. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but um, but yeah, you you do have a really cool setup. Um, because you know we we've, we've hung out, watched movies there, and we also did some work there as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, we've we've shot some films there. Um, you've got uh the setup is cool because there's a bar down there <laughs> and. I think personally, it would be um, a great spot to if we were gonna shoot like a like a movie review show or like a game review show. Like we're just kind of like chilling at the bar. It's it's got a really cool look to it. I do want to review certain movies uh, in the same format. Like uh, is it is it called Riff Raff or Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand or are they the same thing? 
So are you talking about, so movie reviews would be different, but like Mystery Science Theater would be like if we have like a movie playing and then we're doing like running commentary throughout. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking, yeah. So it's funny you mentioned because I actually, um, the other day Amanda was, for one of my projects, was trying to find, um, well, our projects, sorry. Um, Amanda was trying to find um, like old public domain um, st stuff about, so um, I guess I have to give a little context. So my film, English Breakfast, you know, it's kind of like a, it, it kind of takes place around, like the title, it's, it takes place around a breakfast breakfast table. So Amanda was trying to find like an old school, like retro public domain video about like, you know, uh, eating or like table manners or something. Because right. we were thinking about putting it like in the beginning of our film or like towards the end. And so Amanda stumbled across one and it was like, it was basically, I think it was about table manners. But when I was watching it, I was just like, oh man, this needs to be like a mystery science theater and have like a, a running commentary. Because it's like, they're so ridiculous with just how they're like, oh yeah, your life is, your life is horrible if you don't have good manners. Uh, oh no. <laughs> like stuff like that. Uh, it is fun as hell to do commentary. Um... Because one reason why I wanted to, because uh, me and a, and a buddy of mine, we watched uh, the new uh, Dune movie, Dune, not Doom, Dune, and he got a little butthurt from me from some, from some of my commentary, but it's funny as hell. Did you guys do a video of oh, that? Oh no, we just watched it. I just did commentaries because uh, it was a little long and a little slow pace. Um, I mean, okay, once uh, years back, I was tired as hell from this one job I used to work at. Um, Let's see, the movie uh, Blade Runner 2049. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure the movie was great, but people, don't be mad at me when I say this, but during the movie in the theater, I fell asleep halfway. Hey, I'm guilty of doing that. Like, I fell asleep during The Dark Knight and Inception, but they were midnight showings, but I fell asleep during those Mid Midnight showings at the... There was something like similar. Uh, the Midnight Theater? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, yeah, it could have been any, like... It was it was a long time ago because movie theaters don't do they don't do midnight shows anymore really. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the 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 midnight the main art theater in Merlot they used to do that but not anymore. Yeah, they 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 closed actually. Oh, I'm sad, but I they they kind of were forced to close from what I heard. Yeah, something about rent, but no, I'm part of a group where they're trying to save it. Really? Ah, uh, yeah, it's called uh, People of Main Art trying to save it on Facebook. Okay. Like, I mean, I hope they save it. I like going there. I just never had the time. That's a problem. Yeah. My problem was just being old. <laughs> like, uh, I, I can't I can't stay up that late. Because uh, of, of my job, I'm like, I can stay up till 10 or 9 even. No, so my problem is if I stay up late, I still wake up the same time in the morning that I normally would. Lucky you. No, it's not lucky because I want to sleep in. Like, I would love to sleep in. I'd love to just stay up late and then sleep in and like wake up in the afternoon but my body doesn't let me and it's really annoying so as much as i love to do the midnight showings it it's the next day is rough if i stay up late or go to sleep i sleep literally the day away and uh i mean what i hate what i hate about it is i like uh i'm Let's see. On Saturdays, Saturdays are the only days where I, I can actually, I can actually, I should stay up late. But no, I'm tired. I still go to bed around ten or nine. Well, because you're in, you're in that, 
kind of like we were talking about, like, because you, with having to get up early, and you're in that routine, Ugh. so... I mean... It's hard to break that routine. I don't, let's see. Pro- the, the problem was, like, on Sundays or Saturdays, I somehow break it, and I have a hard, and I have to, like, uh, find ways to mellow out, like, around 6, so I can sleep and wake up for work as well. That's the problem. Uh, but, I'm going to say, we were, we were talking about something else, I forgot. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Um, oh, yeah, Dune, that's it. <laughs> yeah so back to dune um yeah like my buddy i'll give you like uh i, I know right okay anyway so first off i wanted to do commentary because it is fun to sell to make certain make, make certain jokes about certain things uh my buddy got a little annoyed from it which i don't blame him because i can tell he really loves the movie uh there were some things where like uh hey good job you, you survived your first assassination attempt you're a man now uh, he's like, he's like, dude, will you please shut up and join the movie? I'm like, no, I want to make jokes. <laughs> um, let's see, and and uh, not to make all Star Wars fans a little clinch, but up until last year, I've never saw all of the movies. I still haven't. I just, I just haven't seen uh, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. Wait, so you wait? You've only seen the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi? Oh no, I mean, up until now, uh, I haven't seen the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six, and nine. I think, yeah. Uh, what uh, What made you go right to nine? Um, I'm just curious. Oh uh, well, let's see. Here is what happens because before my buddy maybe watched all the original Star Wars in a certain order, uh, I joined some of my comedy friends on New Year's Eve for the uh, the, the the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I had nothing better to do, and uh, I recently got out of a relationship. I think it was uh, someone you know, I think, but that's all right. Uh, I'm like, this is much better than dealing with her crap. What is it? Um, Let's see. It was Recently, I got out of a relationship and everything, and uh, I wanted to join my buddies for a simple movie now- outing on New Year's Eve. And let's see. And funny thing happened during the movie theater. What At some point in the movie, I needed to use the bathroom, so I got up and went around. I, as I was getting out, I tripped on on the wheelchair. Someone just put down it. Two of us were laughing hysterically. I went to the bathroom. I came back. I tripped on that same wheelchair. Oh no! And, and two of us were like laughing and moving. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" I feel like that would happen to me. <laughs> like after the movie, they're like, "Hey, what are you guys laughing at?" They're like, "Yes, we were laughing our asses off at you." <laughs> Yeah, I used to, because um, I used to be, you know, like a rebel or whatever, but I oh, I would hate having to, when you have to go to use the bathroom in a movie, and uh, you have to be like, excuse me, excuse me. I, I hate being that guy, because then uh, you have to do the same thing on the way back. I know. And you just be like such a nuisance. So what I would like to do is I'd like to sit in a row where it's just like uh, the the seats in front of, the seats in front of me are just blank, or not blank, but empty. So what I would do instead is I would just like climb down or I'd like jump down. That would be fun. Instead of like, you know, scooting past everyone. But there was one one film we went to and cuz remember movie seats used to kind of they would be um uh I can't think of a way to explain it, but they would be up and when you sit down the seat would come down. Yeah, the old school seats, yeah. Mhm. So, like, the seats were up like this. So, like, what I was trying to do was step onto the seat, push it down, and then and then step down. I get it. I know what you mean. Like, you have to press it down or else you go between the, the between the things and you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm stuck. 
And that's exactly what happened. I <laughs> I stepped down and I went in between, like I think it was like behind the cushion or whatever. Oh no! And <laughs> I wasn't stuck for long, but I just had this moment where I was like, "Ah oh, shit, I look like an idiot." <laughs> and then I quickly got out and just acted like nothing happened. Like, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Story of my life. Um, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy I've seen all, almost all the Star Wars movies. I'm happy I've seen them all. Um. I can summarize each of the movies in my own words, and my buddy was like, Tony, what do you think about Jar Jar? I was like, don't get me started on that little fucker. Hey, I like Jar Jar. I don't like him. I'm like, oh my I, god, don't get me started Maybe on. I ironically, ironically like him. I It's like, I half ironically like him and half unironically like him. Like I feel like he got a bit too much hate, but I did feel like that they... Um, they took what could have been like a, if he, if he was in it like a little bit, I feel like it would have been fine, but they used him. They were like, Oh, this Jar Jar character is going to take off. So they used him like all throughout. And that's why everyone hated him. Look, here is how they describe it in the movies. Uh, and, uh, was it the Phantom Menace? The first one, right? Um, yeah. Phantom Menace is Attack episode of the clones one. And what was the third one called again? Episode Revenge three. of the Sith. Yeah, that's it. Okay. In order, it goes like this. Episode 1, uh, I want to strangle Jar Jar. Uh, episode 2, I just want to punch Jar Jar. Uh, episode 3, I want to dropkick Anakin. Cause okay. Because you know what he did in the throne, right? Honestly, it's been a while since I've um, seen it. I'm not like a super huge like Star Wars oh, fan. I still, I'm more I, casual. I still remember pretty good recently, that's why. Uh, let's see. What ha- now, to people who haven't seen it, uh, Anakin, who becomes uh, Darth Vader... Uh, he murdered all the kids in the, in the, in the Jedi Academy or whatever. I'm like, oh, you little fucker. I'm not laughing that he murdered the kids, but, um, there's been a lot of really good memes, like, based on, based on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, see, episode four was, uh, you know, the, the first one that came up in the early, in the early days, right? Episode four? Oh, you mean Return of... No, 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 no. Uh, what was it called? Uh, episode... A New Hope. Yeah, A New Hope. That's what it's called. A New Which, Hope. Which, back in my day, it was just called Star Wars. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, actually, it was called... I called it Star Wars, but it originally was just called Star Wars. Right, okay. So, see, in other words, um, I really like that one. I, I, I like that one a lot. I can't think of a good, witty joke for that one. I'll say this. Uh, Orphan Boy becomes a, became a Jedi. Yeah, I mean... Um, that was back when the films followed a like a structure <laughs> versus like the newer ones where it's like, oh, you exist. All right, you're a Jedi. There, <laughs> there you go. You can use lightsabers. You can do anything. It doesn't matter. I wish it was that simple. Um, episode yeah, five. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, can't think of a good joke for that one. I like it a lot. Uh, not because of what happened, but still. Well, talking about this, I feel like, um, and kind of going back to the your like setup in the basement, I feel like we should we should do like a movie review show. I feel like that would be fun to pick like set movies and we can watch them uh, and then just right old, just do this like old movies, uh, black and white movies, even modern movies, like uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, and the commentary, I'd be down. And trust me, the commentary will be part of French, but fucking hysterical. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I grew up on Mystery Science Theater, so, like, I, when it, when it comes to films, like, I do do the same thing as you, like, when you were watching the, 
uh, like Dune and um, the other films with your friend. But I do like to make jokes like throughout. It depends on the film because like like Amanda and I we watched the other day. It was a uh, it was like a Christmas romantic comedy, and I was just like cracking jokes throughout because like they're they're cheesy, you know. Like uh, you like, can't really take them serious. Like, like Hallmark, like Hallmark cheesy. It was yeah, it was like a Hallmark channel. Oh movie. god, my la- the last girl I dated, uh, we were watching this one movie at her uh, parents' house, and she fell asleep. Of course, I'm not gonna say why, but uh, I was like, wow, that girl needs to get her act together. That's all I got. In the in the Hallmark movie. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty much, yeah, I mean, it was somewhat original. Uh, I thought of a messed up version of what to do with that little plot twist. Um, I forget what it was called, uh, but it was, a, it was a story about a girl in a town who tries to uh, do some good. And so, oh, so you're basically describing like 95% of Hallmark Channel movies. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. I haven't seen too many, but apparently it's that pretty consistent. It is. But... The plot twist I thought was pretty good. It's like, uh, apparently she was nearly killed in an accident, but some guy literally gave her her heart so she could stay alive. I'll be like, wow, okay. I feel like I've heard of this one. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was original and very Christmassy. Don't get me wrong, but still. I mean, I like it, but I thought of a messed up version of a horror movie idea about that sort of thing. Where he just, like, rips it out of his chest and just hands it to hers. <laughs> I... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't know the whole story, but you'd be like, oh, shit, you're about to die. There you go. <laughs> you're like, pah, pah. there you go. Right. There you go. I need. He just, mor- he does a mortal mortal combat fatality on himself. Yeah, I know. You'd be like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Kano, get over it. I need your help. Mm. I mean. Now that I, that I would, I would, I would pay to see. <laughs> and after I see it, I'd be like, well, I'm off to therapy. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, it does see, it is really cheesy, but the way the little plot twist was done, I was like, okay, this ain't bad, actually. Yeah, I mean, granted, they're, I wouldn't consider them, like, high, high-class high entertainment or whatever. Mm. Whatever. It, it's all, all movies are just, like, a form of entertainment. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people like the, that sort of format. Some people like the uh, psychological, the mindfuck the story the typical formula for all marvel movies uh but yeah i get the idea everyone's got their thing is all i can say and that's what i was saying is like uh so my my father-in-law loves the hallmark channel movies like he he can watch them like all day um which i personally i think is hilarious because he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would watch those kind of movies but at the end of the day they're just like it's all entertainment and um um, me, I'm, I'm pretty much fine with any, any movie or like any genre as long as it, as long as it's respectful to its audience. Right. It's, when it's not, that's when I really don't like it. There, that maybe thought of a couple of things I want to mention, but at first this, uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the family, like, uh, both my sister and my sister-in-law are both very, they, they have certain decorations from, uh, for Christmas, which I love. Okay. I was like, you know those uh those paintings like without the frames that have certain captions or anything. Um, like you you hang them on a wall that has they say something like cool like uh do you have anything something like that uh like maybe not but uh, it's like a little canvas type of painting I guess. I don't know how to so say it's it. a so it's a painting. Uh, I guess you could say that, but anyways, like um. 
the way my sister and my sister-in-law has their decorations, it's uh, referencing both from uh, Elf and the animated movie, animated Grinch uh, movie. Two of my favorite Christmas movies, by the way. Oh, th- yeah, they're both great. Like, uh, let's see, my honestly, it is actually one of my favorite quotes from the Grinch. It's like, uh, Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe perhaps it means just a little bit more. I'm like, they can't be there. Speaking of Christmas, that's uh, coming up in two weeks. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yep, that's a Christmas song. <laughs> uh, yeah, for massive debt and lots of eggnog c- consumption. Actually, I don't drink a lot of eggnog. I don't either, don't worry. But I do have a lot of debt. <laughs> don't, and, we, and, don't we all? And not just Christmas debt. <sighs> Again, don't we all? <laughs> And uh, things were tough before COVID smacked us in the face. Oh, that's a fact. But um, but yeah, I I want to say like I I first off I appreciate you coming on here and oh, just okay. being able to just catch up and you know shoot the shit. But definitely. But I definitely like to because um, I know we've talked about this. I definitely like to um, do like movie reviews because that's something I've been wanting to do and I feel like like it would be fun like. That's- I'll, no, trust me, I want to. I just got we just got we just got to have a, day, a good day is all. Yeah, and you know something that works around your crazy schedule, obviously. I say, yeah. Or if I if I win the lottery, I'll have all the time in the world. <laughs> that'll, that'll be that'll be phenomenal. But then again, I'll be like, oh my god, I got all this time. What do I do? Uh, Bob, Bob, give me your daughter. I'm going crazy. I like how in this scenario you win the lottery and you're still you're still. You're you're still living with your mom. Actually, I'll be kind of I'll be okay with it. I mean, um, I mean, I'll be like, sure, I'll pay rent uh, or I'll pay the bills for the next four years or something. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's one thing I get off from. Or you could hire her and she could, I don't know. Your your parents could be like your employees. That not a bad idea because um, a couple of things I meant to bring up earlier because um. You know, like, uh, you have your studio called uh, Infinite Head Studios, or Infinite Head uh, something? Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was a Infinite Head Studios or a Productions, I forget. Uh, it's Aim for the Head Productions, which actually, <clears throat> excuse me, we're changing that, we're in the process of changing the name and kind of rebranding as Tin Hen Productions. Oh, well, why is that now? I was worried about that. Well, um, I mean, Aim for the Head Productions, I mean, um, if you're, if it sounds familiar. It's because like I, I'm a huge fan of Shaun of the Dead, which is my all-time favorite movie. Oh, I know you're a big zombie lover. I know. <laughs> and Aim for the Dead. Uh, I'm sorry, Aim for the Head films was like my old like, uh, you know, name that I came up with when I made my you know my silly like videos back in the day. But you know, it, it caught on, and then Amanda and I were becoming more, you know, we're getting more into like. Um, cause we've done like weddings and commercial work and stuff. So like we kind of wanted to have something that was a bit more neutral and less like horror themed, you know, like aim for the head. So, uh, tin hen is like, it's, uh, it's tin like tin head. Never heard of that. So I came up with it, but it's like, so Amanda's last name or last name was tingly. Right. And then my last name Hendrix. So I took Tin Hen. Oh, okay. And then I was like, "Oh, our, our company logo can be uh, like a Tin Hen." I get it. Okay, I I thought you said Tin Head. I was like, "Is that you ever seen a movie or something?" Or no, it was a 
I, I, there's a it's like portmanteau or pl, pl, I don't know it's some something where you're taking like two words and you're making like a uh, thing from it. Yeah, I like it though. But um, yeah, that's gonna be our new production company, and I forgot why I was mentioning that. <laughs> I'm drawing. A, I'm drawing a blank. But um, yeah. So, but yeah, I was going to say like <laughs> I'm drawing a blank now. I'm like be. The reason why I asked you because uh, I actually thought if I were to get deck at that level, I thought of an idea for my own uh, studio name or whatever. Oh yeah, what would that be? The Basement Party Studios. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I'll be like, sure, I'm the founder of Space Basement Party Studios. I can do this. I can do this. Just give me a week. So I can I can get something done for you. I, it's it's a good idea. I like the name, but um. But yeah, I just wanted to thank you again, Tony. I'm, I'm. It's, it's always, it's always good to see you and get to work on projects together. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the stuff that you have in store, and I hope you're able to pull stuff off. I know your, your schedule's wild, but I hope you're able to pull stuff off, and I can. Wait a minute. See some Christmas magic. Uh, did I ever tell you my ideas about my Christmas? I kind of forgot actually. Well, you told about the Grinch. Yeah, my, uh, my other idea was uh, this, uh, you know, the uh, Christmas song by Craig Sinatra, Heavy Stuff for Merry Christmas? Oh, I'm familiar with the song. But I didn't know it was uh, Frank Sinatra. Merry Little Christmas. That sort of thing. I thought of uh, making a uh, animated snowman and just have him sing that. It seems simpler, but still. I mean, that sounds fun. I want to do the Grinch because of my messed up comedic ideas but it's so time consuming and i gotta figure out how best way to pull it off well i believe in you i feel like you can do it i can do it i just i just gotta do it <laughs> yeah that that's the key but um but yeah i mean aside from that like what what do you what do you have uh lined up for the new year um uh, let's see if everything goes as i planned uh i am gonna see if i could um let's see make a reel to show people hey guys i can do this kind of shit hire me <laughs> um but i um don't get me wrong i don't i like working at my factory but i am trying to see if i can find a better job where i could do better hours uh not wake up at, at two or three in the morning oh god um let's see if i could become like a freelancer towards a 2d and 3d art or animation that'd be awesome I mean, that would be great. I just got to figure out how the business works, and I'll be golden. Yeah, I think uh, making a demo reel is your first step. Um, it's a good first step. And then, um, yeah, just really just, just keep at it because it really is, like, if you want to get there and, like, to be where you want to be, like, you really got to put in that, um, you know, it's like a cliche phrase, but, like, you got to hustle sometimes. Mm. So you got to put in you got to put in the hours. And I know it, trust me, I know it's, like, it is really hard to, like, do projects and complete projects when you do work a full-time job but really my encouragement to you would just be utilize all the free time you have um, and obviously you want to have time to relax and whatnot but like all the free time you have where you can devote to your projects just keep it keep it going keep it keep it moving and just like just keep focusing on what you want to do in, in, in terms of Shia LaBeouf just do it I'm like yeah I I actually do just gotta do it. That's all I gotta do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the the thing that I thought of today is like being successful. So it's it's fifty percent doing it. Right. So doing the thing you want to do. What's the other fifty? The other fifty percent is just believing what you do. Oh, that's simple enough. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's just, like, for me, it, like, it helps because, like, I, there's so many things I want to do and, like. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> sometimes I have to, like, I have to kind of bring myself down and, and just be like, hey, just kind of, just focus on the now. Focus on today. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's my problem right now. I'm like, what if I could do this? Don't I got to do that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to, like. Um, Visualize or something or. Well, I was just going to say is like, just think about like your, your long-term goal. Like you're one, you, like you would love to have, let's say a full-time job in animation, right? That'll be a fantasy. <laughs> but it, and it can be a reality. So like, um, and I guess this ties to another piece of advice that I got is, um, look at where you want to be and then ask yourself today, like, are you doing today what you can, what can get you to where you want to be tomorrow? Mm. And like, that's, that's really all. All there is to it. Listen, another piece of advice I could offer. Um, for a while, I tried to uh, mimic and be like the other animators. Like you know, you see some of the uh, graphics on the internet where like they're like crazy graphic and very fluent. Like I was like, okay, I gotta be like that. But no, you can't be like other one else. So my advice I'm trying to say is like you gotta try apply a little bit of you. Like um, quoting from an episode of Texas Laboratory, you have to apply some of your own talents to do something else as well. And Mandark's all like, my own talents. Hey, I'm good at science. Well, that ties back into what you were saying earlier about, like, your your animation style. Oh, or, that's right. And you're in combining that with your... Um, Visual your, effects. Well, your, uh, your love for comedy. Right. So it's like you... That's what you're doing. But I'm trying to apply my own talents. Uh, to, to most people, I am... Sorry for saying this. I'm fucking comedic. But, you're pl but it's good to play to your strengths. Right. Uh, it's like be like uh, apply to your own uh, talents to it. So like, okay, what if we could do this? And I could do a fire, but I'm frying eggs. Well, I believe in you, Tony. I believe you can get there. Like, so just, yeah, I just, just gotta, keep it going. Yeah, I just gotta do it. It's all I can do. Yeah, like you said, Shia LaBeouf said it best. You know, just do it. Also, Nike said it as well. <laughs> but but yeah, like again, I really appreciate you having. Uh, having you on my show. I'm, and I'm very happy to be on this episode and I hope to do more. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was fun. So I look forward to doing more projects with you, Tony. And I look forward to it as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate you listeners and checking out this episode. Um, this one, it was it was just fun just to kind of just gab and just kind of nerd out a bit. If I talk really fast, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I talk fast, so like oh, I... No, you talk fine, I talk really fast. <laughs> No, you're you're totally fine. All right, but but yeah, like uh, listener, I thank you so much for checking out this new episode of um, Technical Difficulties. I almost said Keeping It Real, which is my old show, so I don't know I don't know where my mind's going. Keep but, it real. But I, I was gonna say I don't really have like a lot lined up for like upcoming episodes. Um, as I've been talking about, like I'm super into Goosebumps, so like I want to keep doing like more Goosebumps episodes because like I just I just love Goosebumps. Oh, I know you love Goosebumps. <laughs> But I also want to um, kind of like talk about like use you know the upcoming episodes to have guests on where we can talk about like the projects that we're involved in and stuff. But aside from that, I don't really have too much too much planned. So um, yeah, you know Christmas is in two weeks, so I'll I don't know if I'll have a new episode aside from this one. But anyways, I appreciate you checking this out, and yeah, as always, I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> bye bye.